Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome into the Keep Prowling podcast. I am your host, DJ Veal. And right now I'm about to bring you a podcast for Panthers fans. And I'd love to hear from you all about this discussion we're about to have, which is going to be about the draft. And this offseason that the Panthers have had, because if you would have told me back in March when the Panthers traded for the number one overall pick that they would be in as good of a position as they are right now, I would have looked at you and I would have told you you were crazy. I would have typed at you and I would have told you you were crazy because the Panthers have really set themselves up for success with not only this offseason, but also this draft. Having only five picks with the number one overall pick, of course, being kind of their feature pick, we have seen, we have seen that the Panthers have truly change the trajectory of their team and they may actually be maybe even a year a year and a half two years ahead of schedule compared to what they were going to be because let's let's go back let's go back to march real quick right when they traded for the number one overall pick and even if you go back a little bit further right throughout last season they were making some trades there was some strategy involved in this it was strategic they knew exactly what they were doing the gm over there he knew exactly what he had planned but a lot of the fans, you know, me included, were thinking, oh, we're getting ready for a rebuild. We That's that's what it is. We're getting ready for a rebuild. We're going to have to take a couple years, right? we probably get a rookie QB. Uh, you know, at that time, we picked, you know, it was pick number nine. We're going to have to get a rookie QB. We have to let him develop, you know, figure out what we're going to do at receiver by the time March comes around because we're looking around like uh, DJ Moore is gone. Robbie Anderson is gone. What? What is what are, what are we doing, right? What are we going to do uh, at the wide receiver position, especially with a hopefully a top flight quarterback coming in? But then that day on March, when you know that day in March, I think it was like the 11th or something like that, right? It, it was in March, a couple months ago. We saw that trade. That trade came through. And I'm gonna tell. I'm, I mean, my knee jerk reaction, my first reaction was they gave up too much. You gave up your number one receiver. You gave up your first round pick, right? Well, you swapped first round picks. You gave up picks for next year. Like they about to go three steps back right now. But then the off season moves started to mount. Adam Thielen was signed. Miles Sanders was signed. Hayden Hurst was signed. DJ Chark was signed. Shot Tuttle was signed. Right. And I'm sure there's more that I'm not even thinking about right now. But there was just I mean, they were just being aggressive. Right. They were being aggressive and they had a plan that we didn't even realize that they had at the time. At the time, we were like, this team is crazy. Right. This team is crazy. We looking at more seasons of losing and hoping and a little bit of 
we can, we, we gonna make it, we gonna make it, you know, see, because that's the thing about a rebuilding team, especially if you're a fan, because for me, tell you a little personal story for, uh, for DJ Bill right now, I'm a Sixers fan, so I went through the entire process, all of it, from the very beginning, from the, from the time that they had the young core that they had, to the time that Kawhi hit that shot, to the time that Ben Simmons let uh didn't didn't dunk that ball on Trey Young. I I remember, right? A little off topic, but I remember what a rebuilding team looks like. So for a fan, it's like another rebuild, right? We haven't really seen huge successes since since Cam Newton in a division that is very much so anybody's game every single year. So I know a lot of people were thinking, me included. It's about to be, you know, we're getting ready for a rebuild. We're going to have a top-flight quarterback. We'll have some, you know, some receivers here and there that we'll see. But in actuality, the Panthers have made big move after big move after big move. They've been reeling in the big fish every single time. Adam Thielen has a good pickup. DJ Chark has a big pickup. Miles Sanders. And then we know they capped it off on Thursday night with quarterback Bryce Young, the guy who makes every play you can make he is magic he is miraculous in the pocket or outside the pocket for that matter the guy is just an a top flight talent and you know there's a reason why he was touted as the number one pick i think he surpassed cj stroud in this last year because he showed like hey i can do i can do more with less he's shown that you know give me the right pieces where i need them and we we're gonna make magic happen and i think that's exactly what bryce is gonna do that's why we're seeing so much excitement, right? That's why we're seeing so much excitement in Charlotte because we understand, like, this dude, Bryce Young, is not only special, but the fans are feeling like, hey, like, this this is an opportunity for a turnaround to happen, especially in a division where you were literally, at, you know, let's think about it. This is the division that is anybody's game. This is a division where the Panthers had a chance. The Panthers, who ended up uh, with the number one pick, had a chance to host a playoff game in Charlotte if they would have beat the Bucks. I think it was in week 17. So the Panthers are not as far away as we may think they are. And in the addition of Bryce Young and, of course, Jonathan Mingo uh, later on in the draft, too, to add, to pair him with these other guys, right? We're pairing him with. Adam Thielen, you're pairing him with DJ Chark, right? I think LaVisca Chanel is still on there. But, you know, you're you're pairing him with guys who are veterans, who he can learn from, and he can potentially take that number one spot uh, coming up in hopefully the next couple of years. Because the thing about Adam Thielen is he's very unselfish. So, I mean, you kicked off the draft with Jonathan Mingo and Bryce Young, not in that order. But, you, you know, you kicked off the draft with two special guys, two guys with so much potential that – you know, it it gives it gives you a lot of room to to feel good about the team that you have uh, coming back. But then, of course, you know we know Bryce Bryce Young was selected number one overall. We know that the city is buzzing about this guy. No pun intended, right? Uh, for 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 the for the horns right across the street, right? No pun intended. But we know that the city is buzzing. We know that the city is ready for something new. This city hasn't seen, uh, you know, true football success in, in, in a very, very long time. 
right? You know, since 2011 when it was Cam Newton and he came through and ran through the league and they're hoping that Bryce Young can be that guy. And I think he will be. You know, I, I know a lot of people are worried about him being short. A lot of people are worried about the potential of, you know, him being too small, getting injured or whatever. But, I mean, coming from a guy who really doesn't have a deep injury history, right, and a guy who's made plays despite his size regardless because offensive linemen are huge, right? Like, this is a guy who – is going to make plays. He's going to find a way to make plays. Like he, he's going to find open windows right through the offensive line. He's going to move out of the pocket. He's going to make magic happen. I mean, he's a guy, when you watch him play, he looks like, uh, you know, maybe like a Kyler Murray almost like where like, it's just like, you never know what's going to happen on any given play. You know, he looks like uh, Russell Wilson where you're like, you, you know, like, and he, he's a good decision maker too, just cause he's moving around trying to figure out where he can go with the ball. That doesn't mean that his decision-making is not, top-notch either now albeit i know you know cj stroud i think he had a little chip on his shoulder after being selected second by the texans and you know i think he's gonna be good i think you know the rest of the prospects uh those qb prospects with uh anthony richardson and will levis uh selected in that order one to the colts one to the titans you know that you know make that uh that afc south kind of interesting too but and you know i think i think that's the thing about it man like the league is becoming this parody driven league now right like we we you know We've all, you know, football fans, we've been saying it any given Sunday. We've been saying this for like a decade and it won't really any given Sunday. It was like if you if you lined up against certain teams like, you know, yes, any given Sunday, but it's a little, little easier sometimes to, you know, you you it's not a cakewalk. Nothing in the NFL is a cakewalk, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, this team's down bad. We're going to make sure that they stay down bad. But now, you know, we've seen like the, the Jets getting crucial victories the Jaguars getting crucial victories the Panthers getting crucial victories and even still like the way the draft played out too like we've seen that this league is going to be anybody's ball game right it's going to be anybody's ball game the AFC South is crazy right the NFC South is always crazy right so you know this league it I think it just gets better it gets better year after year after year so of course and you got you know it feels like I think it feels like too that the Panthers hit every need that they had, right? The Panthers had needs and they hit everyone on. Of course, you got quarterback, you got wide receiver to help out with the wide receiver depth. Give Jonathan Mingo a chance to to learn under some veteran guys, and you know, and even with Bryce Young, give him a chance to learn under a guy named Andy Dalton, right? Who you just signed earlier in the uh, off season too, as a guy as a veteran presence in case you need him to start day one or whatever it may be, like. Give Bryce Young a chance to continue to develop. But then on top of that, DJ Johnson out of Oregon, uh, a you know, big, big guy who's going to take up a whole lot of space. Uh, but also like, you know, what I've seen with DJ Johnson when watching some of his film, DJ Johnson is a guy who sheds at the perfect time, right? Like, I don't think he's the fastest guy. I don't think he's even the biggest guy, but he has this way of shedding off of blocks, whether it's run plays, whether it's pass plays, he has this ability to shed off of blocks at the perfect time. And you're like, oh my goodness, how, like how how is he everywhere you need him to be all at the same time? You know, that I mean I, I think I think he's he's got some potential to uh continue to develop and and really get up to the speed of, you know, uh life at the NFL level. Um Chandler Zavala the uh offensive guard that they ended up getting later on. Like, you know, he was a guy who was really strong, really agile, 
uh, agile. Uh, you know, he just has this way. I mean, when you watch him move, uh, I think where's he from? NC State, I think it was. You know, when you watch him move, you know, he just he he really just moves in a way that sounds. He just got this fluidity to him. He got this smoothness to him, right? Where he just you know he's exactly where you need to be. Uh, you know, and I mean that was both. Run plays and pass. I mean, because like for for him, I didn't really see, I, I didn't see him pancaking anybody or nothing like that. But like he has this level of like finesse to him, you know, where he's kind of like that gentle giant almost, you know. And then Jamie Robinson, the safety um, out of South Carolina, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a ball per se, or or either that or they don't throw to his side. But Jamie Robinson is a tackling machine. He's a guy that you can potentially putting that nickel uh, nickel corner and that nickel linebacker spot. You can put him in there and let him roam around. Let him attack these fast, agile quarterbacks, and he's got a good one to uh, roam around with in practice too. So, you know, Jamie Robinson comes, becomes a guy who you can plug and play and put him in a couple of different positions, and that's kind of what we're seeing throughout the NFL. I saw with the Ravens and Trenton Simpson, like – you're seeing more of these versatile players, more of these guys who you can put at safety, you can put at linebacker, you can get them to rush the passer, you can get them to drop back in coverage, you can get a little bit of everything out of them. You know, they may not necessarily even be great at anything in particular, but their ability to be very good at so many different areas uh, becomes an, a, a talking point for them. And I think Jamie Robinson is one of the, I mean, the dude, like, he had like almost 100 tackles last year at the safety position. He's a tackling machine, right? He has good form when he tackles, and he he's a guy who, I mean, you know, he's he's a guy who's going to be flying around everywhere. And that looks like what you got, especially, you know, with, with Johnson and Robinson. You got two guys who are going to be everywhere, you know, and you, you, you know, put them in with uh, Shaq Thomas and these guys. Like, you put them in with, with some of the guys you already got, uh, you know, and, and – I think this defense has potential to to get better too. This is a defense that was by ranking wise middle of the pack, but I think they had some games where they shut some potentially good offenses down. The Ravens were one of them, you know, where they they shut teams down and they competed with the guys in front of them. So I th- I think there's very much so uh, potential for this for, for this draft to fit perfectly. With with the rest of this offseason, I think I think the Panthers had a plan. Uh, you know, going back to it, you you got Miles Sanders. You pair him with Bryce Young. I mean, that that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as you know, as an offense, I mean, I think the stadium is going to be jumping up and down. Uh, and you know, and that that was the funny part too. Like you know, you see some of the excitement outside of the stadium. Uh, you know, I mean, it hasn't been like that since 2011. Uh, I know. Uh, as I was watching some of the coverage, I know. Uh, back with sports reporter Kelly Bardick was telling us about how, you know, she was there in 2011. She, you know, she was there in 2011. She understood the importance of Cam getting drafted and what it meant to the community and his kind of pretty much immediate impact. And I think a lot of people see that out of Bryce Young, too. You know, they see, you know, everybody buzzing a little bit. They see everybody like, oh, oh, wow, the stadium. And, and you know, all the all the reporters out there with uh Jack Taylor, Jeff Taylor, um, John, Trish, I think they saw, right? They they saw, they got to see firsthand. The fans are out here. They're excited. I, I mean, it was a pack. They, they packed the whole stadium. 
even through the rain, they were still ready to see who they were going to get at number one, you know, at the number one pick. And then a lot of people fell in agreement that Bryce Young is that guy. And then on top of that, you know, the offseason addition, right? Like you said, Bryce Young, Miles Sanders, pair them together. That's dangerous. Then the ability to attack at pretty much every level of the field, right? Adam Thielen, a guy who can get, who can get deep on you, but if you need to, he can you know run, run a little underneath route too and break some tackles. Jonathan Mingo, a guy who has, as uh, a lot of a lot of us know, Steve Smith Senior described a bowling ball. You know, he's fast enough to get past you, but strong enough to run through you. You know, Jonathan Mingo is going to be a big piece of that, and then DJ Shark. I mean, we've seen this guy is. Just, I mean, he 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 can catch anything you throw at him, you know. He caught one over Darius Slay last year, and he was like, "Oh my goodness, this guy!" You know, like like I mean, I honestly, I think uh, I think the Panthers saw that, and they was like, "Okay, you know, this is you know." When he became available, that became a topic of conversation. How in the world can we get DJ Chart? But and then Hayden Hurst, another first round, former first round tight end, right? That I know very well, Raven, right? Uh, Hayden Hurst, a guy who, a guy who, I think has so much potential. You know, if he can get on a team that believes in, I mean, even just last year with the Bengals, giving him more opportunities is the best thing you can do for Hayden Hurst. But I think it has been an exciting off season for the Carolina Panthers, and I think this season is going to be. Fun for I think a lot of different teams. I think there's gonna be a lot of teams up here on this like pedestal. You know, there's gonna be a lot of teams that you can be like, oh man, you know, what will they do? But I want to hear from you. What do you think is the biggest addition that the Panthers have made this offseason? Draft included? Was it a draft in Bryce Young? Was it signing one of the guys, one of the many guys that they signed over this offseason? What has been your top pick for what the Panthers have done with their offseason. Let me know on Facebook.com slash Sports or Twitter.com slash Sports. There will be an article where you can comment and let me know what you think. But this has been the Keep Prowling Podcast. I'm excited to be with you all offseason. All season. And I definitely hope to hear from you all soon. I will see you guys next week with another episode of the Keep Prowling Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.